When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, welcome back to Season 4 of Pigeon Hockey, a participating member of the Hockey Podcast Network. This is Chris and today's co-host, Sam. How's it going, hockey fans? And you know us, we don't claim to be hockey experts, but simply overzealous hockey fans that love to play, watch, read, and talk about hockey. So how goes life, Sam? Life's going all right. You know, just been uh, been very much relaxing, not getting anything done on my weekend, which, you know, you I guess that that does make sense. It just... When you're glued to your couch like I've been, it feels, you know, doesn't feel fantastic. But uh, my Niners winning yesterday certainly felt good. Um, that was a good yeah. game. Yeah, so I'm not going to complain. I'm, I'm doing. I'm still wearing my Niners shirt to put things in perspective, you know. So, <laughs> how are you, Chris? I'm, I'm wearing my uh, Danish Copenhagen Football Club sweater I bought for the. Uh, the World Cup a year ago because I was supporting Denmark and I never saw a goal in nine hours of uh, gameplay. So um, I'm doing all right. Uh, and for your listeners, we're recording this on Monday, December 4th. So we understand that when you're listening to this, the se- uh, not the Senators, the uh, the 49ers game wasn't just last night. But, um, you know, we've just been we been keeping busy here on Vancouver Island, trying to get ourselves sorted, dealing with, like, importing stuff to Canada. Yeah. Um, and... Uh, because every country wants their little bit. And I'm like, yeah, we'll figure it out uh, just so we can get our boxes in. Because none of this stuff, I understand why these rules are in place. So 100%, I get it. But it just makes it tough when you're constantly moving to prove. And I have receipts, so they want to argue it. I can. We're not bringing anything we bought in the last six months just so we can get it in here. It's it's all of our crap. The stuff that we emotionally couldn't let go of, which is how it ended up only like nine shipping boxes. Everything else we gave away in Denmark. So we went and saw the border people today, and they're like, well, since you're already here, we can't really say anything. You know, it kind of has to be talked about at the border. And it's like, yeah, but when we talked about it at the border, they just said send you guys an email. And when we tried to send you guys an email, you say you have to talk. And when we tried to talk to you, you say we'd come in. When you came in, you say we should have talked about it at the border, which we did. So it's like this cycle of, I don't know, it's difficult, but moving it's is like not easy. <laughs> I wouldn't say that. I just think that there's, it's like I've worked in these types of jobs too. The information changes all the time and it's so hard to keep up. Especially my, one of my previous jobs, it was like you couldn't keep up with how quickly the information changed. People would walk in there and they'd be like, ah, I can do this. And it's like, no, you can't. And then sure enough, uh, the, you know, something had dropped literally the day before and they could. And I'm like, this is stupid. How am I supposed to keep up with these constant changes? It was, we probably want to talk about, since I moved to Vancouver Island, this episode's all about the uh, Vancouver Island Junior Hockey League's Standout Players of the Month for November. And it's been a great month of hockey. Uh, I've got the, I haven't seen any live games yet. I know where the arenas are, but I haven't gotten any live games yet. But I've been able to catch games on TV. And uh, uh, anybody that listened to the previous episode, you know I'm, I'm falling asleep to the games because apparently my blood is still screaming Copenhagen. And uh, I've been I've been falling asleep at like seven eight o'clock like I did last night. Um, 
I'm trying to sleep in, but I'm getting up at like 5.30 where I'm just laying there staring at the ceiling for a half an hour. I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm done with this. I'll go up, get up, make some coffee, and uh, hope that I can stay up later tonight. And I mean, sports helps, I think, for me to try to stay up. But yeah, it's been a great month of hockey in the uh, VIJHL. Uh, I look forward to seeing whatever pictures um, on social media whenever you go to a live game. You know, once your I can't once wait. your life gets more settled. <laughs> I don't only want to go to live games. I want to get back into photography because I did photography a while. I did weddings and stuff back in the day. But I don't know. Life happens, right? And then I just kind of lost my um, not only my touch, but just my overall desire to actually want to take pictures. So I've really gotten back into it, but I'm like like sports combining like i feel like i can get back into it here and and get some really good pictures live action shots it's another purpose to be at the game uh, especially right yeah. now because i don't know anybody here be at the game alone <laughs> you know it's uh, what, uh no she doesn't go to these things what yeah yeah drag her <laughs> Um, it's, I couldn't even drag her if, if I tried, if, if I go to a game like that, she'll go to a rock climbing gym, but, uh, no, I can't get her to go to live sporting events. It's just, uh, that's not in the cards. You know, I'm the, uh, I don't know how to put it, but I don't know if this is even a nice thing, but apparently there's, you know, terminologies again, maybe people know what these things are, but, uh, like my wife's a smart person. She reads all of her friends, you know, they all got their master's degrees in Copenhagen. They all read a lot. She can pack back a book about politics in about three or four weeks. And that's amongst doing everything else. If she just sat down and read it, she could literally knock out a book every couple of days. I'm not kidding. I've seen it happen where I've been on the same two books for the last two years, the whole time I was in Copenhagen, I've been on the same two books. I don't read a lot. Uh, I was so gently referred to by one of her friends as a himbo. <laughs> and I had to ask what the hell that was. And they all saying it's a term of endearment, but I, it still doesn't sound like it. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if it is. <laughs> yeah. I, they all keep saying it's a, it's a, it's a term of endearment, but I'm like, it just sounds like, it sounds like what it sounds like, a himbo. I'm like, okay, well, I'll, I'll take that with a grain of salt. Was this Copenhagen friends or Canada friends? Copenhagen friends. Really? They but know they're all European. Person? They're all mixed with like European oh, and North American. Okay. Yeah. I was impressed uh, with them knowing that, that vocabulary at all. <laughs> oh, honestly, the vocabulary of the Europeans is incredible. I'm not even a, like amongst, like I can, I can, say a lot of different things about Europe, about things I didn't like, but there's way more things I did like. And the fact that they grow up with multiple languages and almost all of them grow up with English on top of their native language and on top of neighboring countries' languages, I could, we, we could only be so lucky if we had an education system that forced, really, I don't know how else to put it, forced multiple languages because it's just, it helps your brain. Like, if you know multiple languages, you know how to shift and learn even more languages because uh, your brain's capable of that. And uh, we we in North America, we grew up with one language and we're like in, in public education in New York. I was given the option in, oh, what was it, seventh grade, grade seven for Canada of learning another language. And, you know, in, in my small school in, in Buffalo was Latin 
yeah, Latin or Spanish. And the Latin teacher I look back now is just trying to save his job, lied through his teeth to get students into his class. And uh, I decided to go down the Latin route. Uh, dumbest decision, I think, in my educational career, because it was the only class I ever failed. Literally, it was the only class I ever failed. I just, and I tried. It wasn't from a lack of trying. I just didn't get it, man. Like, yeah. at least Spanish would have given me a foundation for other languages, including Spanish. But I chose e pluribus pointless. Um, <laughs> so it was just dumbest decision I ever made. But, uh, well, I've made a lot of really dumb decisions. It's in the top 50 for sure. But, but yeah, I could, I could go on all about that. But um, We can do a podcast oh, about that another time. But, yeah, let's start. Truthfully, uh, we, need, we need those yeah. rambling podcasts again. People really, really enjoyed those. Those, like, post-bonus podcasts. But, yeah, let's That's get to bonus it. Bonus episode. Um, we'll do that. We'll do that another time, I think. I'm looking forward to that, too. But, yeah, let's start at the blue line. So who are the V8? B-I-J-H-L, Defenders of the Month for November, Chris. Well, the Defenders of the Month here, we're going to start in um, Campbell River. So the Campbell River Storm, the 04 from Campbell River itself in British Columbia, Wyatt Dumont. Uh, he managed to put up in nine games, played three assists. So quite a good month. But again, with, with Defenders, it's not necessarily, I'm not doing the NHL standard of, what's that stupid award they give out the defensemen? Uh, the Norris. Yeah, yeah, that one's kind of pointless because they don't actually do the defensive aspect. It's all about like the offensive defenseman. Am I correct? I mean, yeah, it's like it's like seventy five percent offense, maybe twenty five percent defense. Which is not the point of the defenseman, but you know, the stay home defensemen don't get rewarded there. So on this podcast, we're not rewarding points. We're rewarding what your goal is as a defenseman. Number one is to be that blue liner. But at number four, it's going to be Evan Crawford, the O four from Sonic. Uh, playing with the Peninsula Panthers in eight games played. He had a goal and two assists. At number three, Kai Adams from the Camel River Storm, the 05 from Burnaby, British Columbia, in nine games, putting up a goal and four assists. And FYI, called up to the CCHL of the Brockville Braves. So congratulations, Kai. At number two, the 05 from Victoria, BC, from the Sonnets Predators, Max Avoy, in nine games played, putting up five goals and two assists. And who is the Pigeonhole Hockey Podcast VIJHL Defender of the Month? Uh, that month it is going to be from the Port Alberni Bombers, the 05 from Gibsons, BC, Zachary Ellis Winters. In eight games played, he had a goal and four assists. But most of all, he did his job as a defenseman. He kept players on the outside. He ensured that uh, you know the, the opportunities towards his netminder weren't there. Uh, and also, again, uh, contributing a little bit there on the offense as well. So our Defender of the Month, Zachary Ellis Winters. Incredible month for the players. So Sam, who are our top five VIJHL forwards of the month for November? All right, we're going to start at number five from the Nanaimo Buccaneers, the 05 from Winnetka, Illinois. Luke Jimenez putting up seven points, uh, three goals, four assists in 11 games played. At number four from the same team, the Buccaneers, the 04 from Edmonton, Alberta, Kenneth Boychuk, putting up 17 points, nine goals, eight assists in seven games. At number three from the Port Alberni Bombers, the 06 from Port Alice, British Columbia, Zach Spafford, putting up four points in nine games played. And at number two, we got Lake Coachon Kraken, the 04 from Ilderton, Ontario, Ryan Cooper, 
put up 12 points in seven games played, five goals, seven assists. Ooh. But meanwhile, at number one, Chris, who is the Pigeon Hockey Forward of the Month? Our Pigeon Hockey Forward of the Month for the VIJHL is going to be the 04 out of Lady Smith, British Columbia, from the Victoria Cougars, and that's going to be Kyler Smith. In 11 games played, he put up six goals and six assists. But most importantly, he's tried his best to stay out of the box, only racking up one penalty the entire month, giving his team a chance to stay on the up and up and for, again, the Victoria Cougars to consistently stay competitive. So congratulations, Kyler Smith. You are our forward of the month for the VIJHL. And so, Sam, uh, we're also going to be identifying my favorite position in all of hockey and in all of sports, the goalies. So tell our listeners, who is the Pigeon Hockey Top 5 Goalies of the Month for November? We're going to go back to Port Alberni, the 05 from Calgary, Alberta. Matthew Kuhnlein. Yeah, so he and uh, you know 187 shots faced, stopped 169 of them for a 904 save percentage in five games played with an 03-0-1 record. All right, and number four from the Peninsula Panthers, the 05 out of Medicine Hat, Alberta, Silas Curry. Yeah, Silas Curry, I think he's been mentioned on multiple podcasts already at this point, but he faced 137 shots, stopping 124 of them for a 905 and four games played with a 1-3 and record. These next two are not the same person, but the lines look, or the uh, the descriptions look very similar. <laughs> from the West Shore Wolves, the 05 from Victoria, British Columbia, at number three, Graham Brown. Yeah, so they're, they're very similar in terms of the lines looking extremely similar. But uh, no, definitely different goalies. Uh, Graham Brown being our winner last month of the VIJHL Goalie of the Month. Uh, he faced 122 shots this month, stopping 112 for a 918 save percentage in four games played, including another shutout and a three and one record. Wow, great month for him. At number yeah. two, same team, same city, West Shore Wolves, the 04 from Victoria, British Columbia, Dryden DeMello. Yeah, Dryden DeMello rejoining the West Shore Wolves uh, with a 92 save percentage, and that is 129 shots faced and stopping 119 of them. And in four games played, he had a one and three record. And then who, Chris, is the Pigeonhole Hockey Goalie of the Month? Well, our Goalie of the Month this time isn't from British Columbia. In fact, he's from Winnipeg, Manitoba, the 05 from the Oceanside Generals, Mark Salmon. He stopped 168 of 181 shots faced for a 928 in six games played with a 4-0-1 record. Incredible month from the uh, championship team there. And uh, Mark Salmon really uh, – you know, putting it down this month, ensuring that Oceanside's looking for another run at that championship. All right. Yeah, but uh, yeah, he's had a great month. Um, all these players, uh, you know, Mark Salmon, Kyler Smith, Zachary Ellis Winters, all real big standouts this month. If we didn't mention you on this podcast, boys, it doesn't mean we didn't notice you, but uh, we're only doing five standouts per month. I'm debating with the NCDC in the uh, in the United States as well as with the VIJHL if we kind of upgrade it to 10 because I'm kind of giving solo episodes now. It seems like the best way forward. We'll see uh, the rest of this year if we're, we're going to kind of upgrade to 10. If, if so, then I've got to restructure my, uh, my points and go back through all my lists because I actually do create extensive lists and uh, and narrow it down. So but I have a point system for our annual award winners because uh, I do that too, guys. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, it's it's kind of one of those things where it might depend on how many teams you're having to, to deal with because, like, 
for the NCDC, let's say, we're only looking at six teams yeah. um, in the Mountain Division. So it might be a little hard to pick 10 necessarily, but... But I mean, it's up to you how you want to how you want to structure it and whatnot. Um, but I feel like this was short and succinct, and I liked it. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it it was good, and you know, it's it's always good to get these uh, to get these boys' attention and yeah. um, and get get their names out there because you know it's a lot of work, it's a lot of effort, it's a lot of sacrifice. Um, Marketing put, is hard. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly, exactly. Let's take a moment to recognize the sponsor for this episode, and that's going to be DraftKings. Bet the action on the ice with DraftKings Sportsbook. In fact, if you look tonight, the San Jose Sharks and the Vegas Golden Knights game is a 1.5 spread. So definitely download the app now and use code THPN. New customers can get 150 bucks instantly in bonus bets for betting just $5 on hockey. That's code THPN only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. The crown is yours. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort. 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus specs expire 160 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash hockey for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. NHL and NHL Shield are registered trademark of the National Hockey League. Copyright NHL 2023, all rights reserved. We want to thank DraftKings for sponsoring this episode. Are there any like good throwbacks you've seen in the NHL this year? But I know that you're not really watching that because I haven't, I haven't really been watching either. Oh, you know what? That's a good, that's a good point to bring up here. Like, so, and, and one of the reasons that like, I think I was first to watching the VIJHL is obviously the time zone worked out well for me when I first noticed them. Like, you know, it's when I became a fan of the Mustangs and, you know, as time progresses, uh, you know, noticed the VIJHL up there because I have hockey TV or now flow sports and um, was watching, it was what, during COVID, it was the late coach and Kraken and, uh, yeah, just kind of drew my interest into the VIJHL. And honestly, since then, the Sonic Predators jerseys, they're just probably some of the best jerseys. And you, we're going to have to do another one of those episodes because I think you listeners have asked for it a bunch of times. It's just oh. those episodes are they're a lot of work for me, not necessarily for you guys. You guys just have to rank them. But I know that when we first did jersey ranking episodes, we'd all find our own versions and we're all looking at different versions of jerseys. So it didn't work out. So I started creating slide presentations that we could all just work off the same jerseys. Um, That was a lot of fun. Yeah, I enjoyed uh, when we did that for the, um, oh, what's that Canadian women's league that we did? Um, The OHA? Yes. Uh, Yeah, up there in the, yeah, it was Women's Ontario Hockey Association. That's what it was. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that we just did that one this summer. Did you look at all those jerseys? Yeah, they were fire. I mean, some of those jerseys are absolute fire. Specifically, Barry. Barry had some pretty sick jerseys. But um, no, I think you know we we've done a bunch of jersey ranking episodes in the past, and I know people are asking for some. And I know we've been put on blast on another podcast. Uh, we were part of a previous network before, um, and one of the uh, one of the partner podcasts decided to put us on blast for not ranking one of their. I don't know, one of their favorite teams, Jersey's High. 
and that wasn't so recently, I, was it? No, no, it was a previous podcast network we were part okay. of. Um, but they definitely listened, and apparently they didn't like where I ranked the. Their, it was because I ranked the jersey low, and I know which jersey they're talking about, and it, the jersey was out of the EHL uh, because there was no originality to it. It was just a, it was an, a, a copy of a you know bigger league jersey. And I like some originality to junior hockey jerseys. And so if it's a fire jersey, it's a fire jersey. I'm still going to rank it pretty high. But if it's like, if it's a copycat and I don't even like the original, then that one's definitely not being ranked high. And that's kind of what it was in that scenario. But yeah, I, would, um, I would love to, if if it's not too difficult, hopefully to put together like a, another slideshow about the, um, the VIJHL jerseys. I'd love to see to see what we're working with and see what sort of things we can, what sort of op opinions we can differentiate on, you know? <laughs> well, if we did a top 10, we'd be leaving the one team out. They know who they were. We'll do them all then. Yeah. Is well, it 11 teams? Is that how many it is? Yeah, there's 11 teams, but I think maybe we'll do like maybe the, the tier two leagues. I don't know. We'll, we'll figure it out. A, a, a nice spread of maybe the tier two leagues in Canada. Um, so you'd be including, I don't know, there's a lot of options we could do with, uh, with Jersey rankings and it could be one of my little side projects here to keep me busy is, uh, is it just kind of develop the slides and we can all do another Jersey ranking episode. I know I can't remember the last time I still think I have the USPHL ones, but I'd have to update a few of them because uh, there's, there's some yeah. great jerseys in the USPHL. Of course, that one might take a minute because of how many teams we're looking at, but, um, yeah, yeah. This is uh, adjacent, but um, did you see the new Seattle Kraken jersey? I have not. Uh, it's it a winter classic. Um, oh, maybe yeah. I did see that one. Wasn't it leaked a few weeks ago? Yeah, I mean, Marshawn Lynch was part of like, like the, yeah, the initial. Uh, what am I trying to say? Like marketing video for it, and they gave him the the one and only jersey and he's like who's going to stop me from taking this right now but um <laughs> but honestly i just like the design of it a lot and it's a good looking jersey good too yeah like it's a throwback no, to all wear that. old old style ones right yeah the metropolitans and such and so you know and kind of a little bit of seattle history i think it's a good looking jersey looking at it right here I think it's a beaut. There's a bunch of jerseys I'd like to get out there, and one of them right now, like I think the top jersey on my wish list is a uh, Mark Andre Fleury Minnesota Wild uh, third jersey, the the old North Stars colors. I oh, would you love. That What's that? You like that one? I, I the uh, like the green and yellow, but with love the it. Wild logo. Yeah, I love it. I hate the red in their jersey. They should just get they should drop it, and make this their normal jersey because like I'm I was. Like I said, I grew up in the Minnesota North Stars era, so I have the you know Casey, um, the John Casey jersey. I was going to say Casey Johnson, but sorry, buddy, he's in Seattle right now. He's, you know, yeah, he like, got the, name, you know, the names backwards, but that's close enough, right? I I, I did. Uh, Casey Johnson, uh, previous guest on this podcast, plays for the Seattle Totems, but no, John Casey. Um, I got his jersey uh, of the Minnesota North Stars. And uh, I love that color scheme. And, of course, Mark Grande Fleury being my favorite goalie of all time, um, you know, getting his – I have I had his Pittsburgh – I don't like Pittsburgh at all, and I had his Pittsburgh Winter Classic jersey. Um, Is that like but, the light uh, the second, one? Yeah. Or, yeah, that one's nice. That was a beauty. But I got rid of it so I could get the um, 
the Vegas Golden Knights jersey because I figured he, you know, would oh. finish. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I gave up my Malcolm Subban jersey for that one because um, I didn't want two Vegas Golden Knights jerseys because I had the Malcolm. So I got the Malcolm Subban jersey when I went down. Um, I can't remember, but I got the Malcolm Subban jersey, and my one buddy in Buffalo just pried it out of my cold dead hands, and so he took that jersey for me. Um, and so then I'm like, well, I don't have a Golden Knights jersey, and I love Mark Andre Fleury, so I get a Fleury jersey. And now I'm just like, dude, I don't know if I want to keep that Fleury jersey, so I had to find a replacement Fleury jersey, and that's probably going to be the Minnesota Wild one, um, but not their ugly normal jerseys. Those jerseys are awful, uh, but this one, their their third jersey, um, that's a beaut. That's one of the best jerseys in the league. Hear that Minnesota just dropped the OG. It sucks. Everyone knows it sucks. Columbus, if you're listening, you. Y'all came in at the same time. Those are some of the worst jerseys in the NHL history. Drop both those ugly jerseys and, and move on to something well, beautiful. You know, Columbus honestly, that even that Columbus, that Columbus, like a cannon one. Oh, that's fire. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. Well, the Columbus had that bug jersey that was also awful. But oh, um, that was terrible. But I think like it's just like for different eras, right? Because like I always grew up with the the wild being red, so like seeing it with yellow just looks weird to me. But it makes sense to you. So I. I totally get that. It just, it, it's just, I, I'm not as big of a fan of that, the golden yellow or the green and yellow one as much as you are. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's generational differences, right? I mean, that's the, those are the jerseys I grew up with in terms of colors. And um, there's a lot of specific jerseys I'm, I'm a big fan of. Uh, that's why all these NFL teams with these throwback 90s jerseys are just, they're making me feel good, man. They're making me feel good. I love these jerseys. And, uh, you know, they're, I like seeing these 90s throwbacks. It's maybe apparently how my dad felt, maybe seeing like 60s and 70s jerseys throwbacks, maybe in the 90s, if they did that. I don't even know if they did that. Um, but like when it, when I came to Vancouver Island and I saw those Seahawks jerseys, the throwback, I'm like, oh, yes, please go back to that. New England, please go back to the white helmet. Buffalo, go back to the red helmet. Thank you, New York Jets, for going back to the full green helmet. I mean, just – I'm loving these '90s helmets, and I Denver. God, that I hate. I've never liked that new logo. I thought maybe it was cool for like a half a season, but just go back to the OG helmet for Denver. That's a beautiful helmet. Uh, I don't know. I guess I'm I'm starting to prove uh, my oh, age. In fact, that's one of the most depressing things that happened to me in the last couple weeks is that the the kid checking me out at the grocery store here um, on Vancouver Island. Uh, yeah, after scanning my little rewards card um, and then paying with my credit card, she's like, oh, do you have a son? And I'm like, uh, no, no, I don't. And she's like, oh, well, your last name, I just figured you knew uh, David. And I'm like, no, no, I do not have a son. And <laughs> yes, I'm definitely old enough to have kids. It's just, uh, it was just depressing to finally hear it, that I actually looked like it, so... Uh, it's a depressing moment for all of us at some point, but, uh, you know, it's not a depressing thing to get here uh, because it means that I actually got here where a lot of people don't. So, you know, as much as getting older maybe isn't the greatest thing, uh, you know, I've at least had the benefit of actually getting to the stage. So um, yeah. I'm not going to. I'm sure you have less gray in your hair than I do at this point, honestly. But You know what? Um, this year was like, First, uh, I don't know, Denmark. I didn't have gray hair until I went to Denmark. And now I get in like little gray, 
like I can see it now. I can see it in my beard. But if, you know what? If Ovi, who's younger than me, um, believe it or not, uh, not by much, Ovi, okay. Um, mm-hmm. But if Ovi can like be full gray, then why the hell can't I be? I don't mind. Like uh, I don't mind my hair staying brown. Of course, my grandfather and my father, they never went gray in their hair. Um, but in their, at least I don't think my grandfather had a beard. I can never remember him with a beard. Um, but, uh, yeah, apparently my beard is going gray. I do that. I apparently have gray hairs according to my wife in my head, not many, but when she finds one, she points it out and that's not pleasant. She loves it. And I'm just like, yeah, like I'm not getting old. Yeah, I'm getting old. Um, but it, you know, it is again, I, I, I can brag about it because I've gotten here. Right. So hopefully I can keep it going too. But, uh, you know, you listeners probably don't want to hear about all this. I, um, I would love to do another, another, uh, Jersey ranking for whether it's VIJHL or USPHL or NCAA. I'll set one up. Maybe all, maybe, you know, all three at some point during the, during between now and, you know, the off season, we can get that, we can get that started possibly even. Yeah. I'll set one up. Cause I think it's a, the thing is, I like I like making sure everyone has a, an actual attempt. Give everyone a couple weeks to just. It takes me like days to put this thing together. Oh, yeah, I just absolutely. need everyone to just maybe spend like 20, 30 minutes looking at the jerseys and just ranking them. Because I like to make sure that my personal bias towards jerseys. Because I also love when you guys make horrible decisions on jerseys you like. Because I like putting <laughs> it on blast. So. Uh, but that's the fun part. If we all agreed that the episodes wouldn't be any fun. So the disagreement is what makes the episodes interesting. I know I, I yeah. made like a whole list for myself to figure out which ones I liked uh, for the last time we did it. And I don't remember where I put that list, but I know that I know that I had different thoughts than at least one of you guys. <laughs> yeah. And, and that's what we, you know, that's what the, the episode, we're trying to get as many of us on the episodes as well is great. Like our one of our first ever Jersey ranking episodes, it was me, Sebastian, and, and Darren Zanuzzi, who's a part of the uh, indigenous hockey community um, uh, from Kingston University there. The IH, I got to remember the exact logo, but Darren Zanuzzi's there. And the three of us got together for three hours and did like three or four episodes back to back to back to back. Um, oh, and man. I dropped those over a couple weeks. That was a good time, though. That was a good time. We did like the best jerseys in NHL history, the worst jerseys in NHL history. Yeah, those were some good episodes. If anyone wants to hear some throwback episodes to early 2021 at the peak of COVID, uh, that was a good time. Well, maybe not the peak of COVID, but the jersey. (laughs) Right, right. A a lull lull in the, not the programming, but like, anyways. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I just remember. We could. We really could. Like if, if anyone ranks the LA Kings Burger King jersey high, they're they're kicked out of the hockey community. That <laughs> thing's awful. But if you don't know what I'm talking about, look up the LA Kings Burger King jersey. I know that jersey. Oh, I know so, <laughs> it is so bad. Um, the bug jersey for, for Columbus. <laughs> that one was pretty awful. And I there were some pretty bad ones. I might have to go back and listen to that episode to see if I still agree with my own sentiment. All I know is that they brought back one of the ugliest jerseys ever, Tampa Bay. Congratulations last year. That awful one with the waves at the bottom, that sublimated garbage. That was terrible. Uh, yeah. That was awful. And you know what? I liked the Bolts jersey. And most people hated it. I loved it. I have the Vincent LeCavalier version of that. I mm. love that jersey. I got it here actually when I went to the Vancouver Olympics in 2010 and is wearing it when I was standing behind Sergei Fedorov. 
at the airport. So, um, damn, lots of stories, man. Lots of stories. <laughs> anyway, uh, that said, I think we want to thank all of you listeners for tuning in. Make sure to follow us on social media to stay up to date. This is the Pigeon Hockey Podcast with Chris and Sam. Have a great day, hockey fans. And remember, listeners, always clear your crease.